we're going to continue doing a little Shalom Vidarshan, not talking about Shalom Vidarshan, but actually discussing halachas of, uh, that are coming up at this time of the year. So I wanted to talk today a little bit about those halachas that pertain to Chodesh Nisan, which is uh, Mir Hashem coming up soon. The Ramah, we already discussed the very first halacha in Shulchan Aruch and Pesach and Simtav Chavtes, Shalom Darshan Bechusachag Lamad Yom Kodum Echag. The Ramah, right there on the spot, the first comment of the Ramah is, Uminag Liknos Chitim, there's a minute to buy Chitim, to buy wheat and give it, be Mechalik Laanim, to, uh, to give it to poor people on, uh, in advance of Pesach, that they should be able to have wheat for their matzos. So uh, that's the, the minute that the Ramah records. The Mishnah Brura says that if the poor person can't afford, if you give him wheat, then he says, okay, what? What the heck am I going to do with wheat? I need matzah. I don't need wheat. I don't have an oven. I don't have anything to grind the flour with, to, to grind the wheat into flour. So the Mishabur says, no, obviously it's not about wheat. We call it moschitim, but it's about giving him what he needs in order to be able to have matzah. So if he can't afford to grind it into flour or to bake it, you should do that for him as well. So it's a greater kiyum of moschitim or of chitim, uh, of kimcha de pischa, to give actual matzos than it is to give uh, to give wheat. Now in uh, Piske Chuvos, the, uh, the the sefer of uh, various collection of various acronym, uh, I'll say to the Mishnah Brura in Os Beis, he writes that our minig is that we collect for all the antif needs. We don't just collect for matzah needs; we collect for all the antif needs, not just wheat for matzah. And we see to it that every poor person has enough to have a respectable seder. That's uh, that, that's what we do. That's our kiyum of the uh, of the idea of. Now, there is a discussion in the postkin whether you're allowed to use miser money to pay for uh, for moschitim. There is the general halacha is first of all miser ksafim. We discussed I think once miser ksafim is a three-way machlokus rishonim. What the chiyuv is? Is it a dindar is it a dindar or is it a minhag? In Shulchan Aruch, we pass and it's a minhag, but it is a very strong minhag, and it is a minhag that those who have the ability to keep that minhag should do. Uh, the rule in general when it comes to my Safim is that anything that you are obligated to pay, even though it may be going to a very good cause and taking care of poor people, but if it's an obligation that you have, it's a tax that you have to pay and you can't get out of, it's not voluntary at all, then that cannot be my Safim. You can't use my money. So Lamashal, I pay taxes to the government. Some of those taxes go to pay for welfare for people who need uh, you know, unemployment checks and things like that, people who need, who need, uh, who need extra assistance. So should I say, oh, that's, that's part of my miser money? No, because that's something the government imposes that as a tax that I, ha- that I have to pay. So for instance, Matanos Levyonim on, on Purim. It's a mitzvah. There's a mitzvah of Matanos Levyonim. So there's a chiyuv outside of just my generous good heart, my generosity in wanting to give to Anim. It's a mitzvah. So anything that's a mitzvah, you're not supposed to give from miser money. There, so a whole separate shir we could discuss one time about the differences and similarities between Matanos Levyonim and Tzedakah. They may have different gedarim, Matanos Levyonim and Tzedakah. But, uh, but it shouldn't come from Meisim money, Matanos Levyonim. So what about Kimchot Pischa? What about Mos Chitim? Can Mos Chitim come from Meisim money? So the post, on, on the page of Shulchan Aruch, on the page of uh, Meshbur and Shari Chuva, I think uh, he, he, they, they quote post, that uh, you should not 
uh, use Maisumani for Kimcha de Pischa because it used to be that the way this would work, this wasn't just, oh, whoever wants to give, give the rabbi some, you know, a check and he'll distribute it to whoever. It used to be that it was a tax. It was part of part of membership. You know, part of being a part of the Jewish community was you help pay for the yeshiva, you help pay for the mikvah, you help pay for uh, for for the uh, for the shul, I guess, and you helped pay for Kimcha de Pischa. That was that was a, it was a tax levied on members of the Jewish community. It's no longer that way, and that's why Shlomo Zalman Rabach is quoted in Halicha Shlomo, Perek Beis Os Beis. In uh, in the Pesach volume of Halicha Shlomo, bezmanenu mutar liten avor kimcha de Pesach shegov mutzarach aniyam likros chaka Pesach mimaus meisuk safim. That bezmanazeh you're allowed to give from from meisuk safim money, even though the Taz in Yardei Rishmam Tesev Katanal says you're not allowed to give a chov from meisuk safim. It's no longer the uh, the minhag to uh, it's no longer the minhag to treat this as a full fledged chiyuv. People tend to volunteer this money. Um, interestingly. Uh, Rav Shlomo Zalman points out that when you call it Kimcha de Pischa, you say that this is money for Pesach. So there is a problem throughout the year, really, with ever saying anything is for Pesach. Because when you say that something, money in particular, or an animal, or meat, is for Pesach, so there's a concern that it looks like you are being maktishit as a carbon Pesach. So Rav Shlomo Zalman points out that in the way we talk, it's interesting. For some reason, when we speak about the Yantif, we say, I'm getting ready for, what do you say? Pesach. When we talk about the Karban, it's a Karban, Pesach. So he says, it's clear in the way that we pronounce it that we don't mean Karban Pesach. Because we say Pesach. This is money for Pesach. So he says that uh, when you say when you say Basuzel Pesach, that's a problem. Basuzel Pesach, nah, that's not such a problem. I thought that was a cute cute ha'ara, but it has to be nicker in the language a little bit, uh, what, what it's really all about. There are other halachas that relate to Chodesh Nisan as well. There are five things that we don't do throughout the entire month of Chodesh Nisan. Shulchan Aruch Paskins that you don't say Tachnun throughout Chodesh Nisan. We don't say Tzid Kasra, that's obviously related to the Tachnun. Uh, we don't say Yihiratzon after Monday and Thursday Kriyas HaTorah. We don't give Hespedim throughout Chodesh Nisan with the exception of a Talmud Chacham Befanav. We don't give Hespedim. I'm sure we've all been to funerals where they get up and they say, it's Chodesh Nisan, so we don't give Hespedim. So we're just going to talk for a while about how wonderful this person was and how much we're going to miss them. And uh, we'll have a few speakers to that effect, which obviously people uh, sometimes aren't so careful about the Salacha, but really when there's Salacha you're not supposed to give a Spadim, you're not supposed to give a Spadim, so in the Shloshim you'll uh, you know, say nice things about the person, you'll have some sort of gathering, but you shouldn't really give a Spadim during Chodesh Nisan, uh, except for Talmud Chacham B'fanav, uh, we don't fast during Chodesh Nisan, also with a couple of exceptions, a Bechar and Erev Pesach is obviously the biggest exception, he does fast uh, unless he gets out of it one way or another, maybe we could have a Shir on that also, and Tainus Bukhar on Erev Pesach, if we haven't had one yet. Um, Tainus Chalom, you would do even during Chodesh Nisan. And Chasm Akala, or getting married during Chodesh Nisan, even if, if it's Rosh Chodesh, they would fast. Even though we treat that fast as a very lenient fast by Chasm Akala, who fast on the day of their wedding, nevertheless, the Allah is that they would fast even during Chodesh Nisan. The reason that we don't do these things during Chodesh Nisan is that the Nasim brought their karbanos for 12 days during Chodesh Nisan, and then plus you have young, young 
Yantif itself and Isru Chag, so most of the month you wouldn't say Tachnun anyway. So once most of the month is ready, Kadosh, we extend the Kedusha to the entire month. I'm not really sure what kind of Svara that is, like a Rubo Kekulo in a month. When we ever say that, that you have a din of Rubo Kekulo in a Chodesh, but it's what the Poskim say. I don't really, I don't really understand it, but uh, apparently there's some sort of din that's like Rubo Kekulo in a Chodesh. Also, on Erev Yantav itself, the Rama points out that we don't say Mizmor Lasoda on Erev Yantav itself because the Lach Meitoda were Chameit, so they couldn't be brought on Erev Yantav because after six hours of the day, you weren't allowed to eat the Lach Meitoda anymore, so where you, you know, and you're not allowed to bring a carbon where you're going to be Mimait is Manachilaso, where you're going to cause yourself to eat it for less time than it otherwise should have been eaten, so they didn't bring Lach Meitoda on Erev Yantav. That's why they had so many Psule Lach Meitoda in the morning of Erev Pesach from the day before because everyone was bringing their Lach Meitoda, getting it in the day before. Erev Pesach, and that's why when they needed a sign to let people know when the hours are, the Mishnah Pesachim says, when you could still eat, and when you could no longer eat, and when you have to burn the chametz. what did they use? They took all yesterday's Lach Toda, and they took two loaves, and they put it on the Itztava by the Harabai, so that everyone sees, if there are two loaves there, I can still eat chametz. One loaf, I can't eat the chametz, but I don't have to burn it yet. Zero loaves, I gotta burn my chametz. Because they had all these extra Lach Toda, so they put two of them to good use, to make it as a simon for, uh, for Klal Yisrael. Also, we don't say Kelar Chapayim, we don't say Lamnat Seach on Erev Pesach. Those are Erev Pesach uh, dinim. The Ramah says also you don't, you don't say Tzidik Hadin during the month of Nisan. And for that reason, a lot of people have the meaning that they don't go to a cemetery during Chodesh Nisan because it might lead one to say Tzidik Hadin. In Tshuvas Van Hagos of Sturmbach in Chelech Pes, Simon Samachai writes that on the day of a yard site, a person should go to the cemetery even if it falls during Nisan. Meaning, uh, if, if yard site is during Nisan, then you should go to the cemetery. But if you feel that you can get too carried away with the crying and it's going to be too sad, then maybe you shouldn't go. But otherwise, just to, to pay the respects or whatever, to go during the yard site uh, is, is appropriate, according to Rav Sternbach. Now, uh, I guess we should have maybe a different shir on, on, on Birchsi Yulanos. That's also Chodesh Nisan Din. So maybe we'll, we'll get to that if we didn't do it last year. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.